The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. It is Sunday night. We're talking baseball. We're talking NFBC. We're talking fab. I got a special guest, and we're podcasting through a hurricane. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Uh, glad to have everybody uh, listening, watching, whatever you may be doing, maybe viewing this or listening to this. We really do appreciate uh, everybody doing that. If you could please rate and review the podcast, we also appreciate that. Helps people find the podcast, etc. If we've helped you all year, you've enjoyed listening to us, that would be a fantastic thing to uh, do there. Uh, I am Scott Jensen. I should have said that at the beginning. Uh, Jeff Erickson is out playing golf somewhere, although I think he was flying back today, which is probably not great, flying back into the uh, Los Angeles Hurricane Hillary here. It's been a crazy day. But uh, have a very special guest, a guest who is uh, who's having a really good season in the NFBC. So I wanted to uh, get him on. Everybody loves him anyway. But uh, uh, our friend, our friend Brian Slack's doing really well. Brian, how are you? Thanks for joining. I appreciate you saying yes to the invite. Hmm. Um, I I am really starting to do this, Scott. I'm not I'm not too sure. Are we? Uh, is this a football podcast? It is. It is. is We're going to talk a- about uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba for the next hour. <laughs> you know, I'm a football expert now. I do. I do know that. I heard uh, you're playing in the uh, the NFFC primetime. So suddenly, uh, I trying trying to beat you in one sport's bad enough. I got to beat you in two sports. I just I'm having nightmares already. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I bought my brother in law a team, and uh, I've been studying for about a week, and I know about like six players now. So it is going to be uh, quite exciting. I would like exciting. to be your brother in law. That's a good present right there. Yeah, he's he's turning forty, so I, I tried to uh, do my best. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. So it, thankfully, he knows what he's. He's doing. I have uh, obviously no clue, but yeah, I've I've heard that before. And then I look at the standings, Brian, and uh, you're third overall in the main event right now. I was uh, I was excited to have you on. Obviously, anyway, but um, you are up there. You've got uh, you got about 6,800 points. You're up a little bit today. You have uh, John Posma, who is an absolute beast at this thing, is is leading, has been leading for a while. But you're about 200 points behind him. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about uh, your team. We got a lot of players to cover. But uh, how are you feeling right now? We've got six weeks left. As someone who uh, was in that spot last year with about six weeks left and about two weeks left, um, I handled it badly. How are you handling it? I mean, I disagree. I just disagree. I think you <laughs> handled it very well. Honestly, it's very instructive. I don't feel like I handled it well, but I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I know you had been there before, right? And like a top five, top ten finish is 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 hard to be, you know, super disappointed with. But uh, I I I looked at what you did and uh, like I said, I valued it. And I think I'll probably do, you know, hope to be kind of in a spot where you can kind of, you know, these 
teams, at least from where I come, they don't happen you know, all that often. So you're just yeah. like, you want to kind of be aggressive. If you see a shot, if you have an angle that slightly increases your chance of, you know, getting first while like, you know, seriously, you know, opening up the idea that you might fall outside the top 10 or 20 or whatever, I think I'll probably be, um, you know, trying to take that chance. You, uh, we got six weeks left. How much money, how much, uh, how much fab do you have left? Oh my gosh. So I spent, we had 130 and I should mention, I, this is, uh, you know, I have a longtime partner, Nick Sackett. He is now kind of financially. And now, now that the team is doing a little bit better, much more active on the, uh, I, the I, I'm, I'm shocked to hear that from shocking. Nick. I'm, like, I'm shocked to hear that the, the bandwagon got a little bit heavier when Nick jumped on it <laughs> recently. That's nice. Team's in 400th place. I haven't heard from this guy in the Nick's longest gone, time. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, buddy, how's the fam? Yeah, suddenly, uh, suddenly saving the world's not that important when you're third overall. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but so I, I kind of uh, I co-manage this team with uh, Dylan White. Um, Baseball America does a lot of prospects of uh, super sharp guy, and I, I think just another you know testament to me that I'm able to kind of latch on with people that are much smarter than me and, and, and let them lead the way. So, uh, but yeah, no, we had like 130 bucks entering the day, which was. Pretty good, but there were some people with like a lot more, and then we spent sixty-eight oh. today. Yeah, oh, I'm so looking we're forward to talking about this. This is a big spend, then. That's going to be a good, uh, good when we get to the fab section. I see you're at uh, you're at six hundred more points pitching than hitting. Uh, do you have like a one hitting stat that's really weak? Do you have a you know you're like home runs a little weak? Like, did you have one spot you can really kind of attack if you if you need to get point get points? Yeah, yeah. Uh, stolen bases um, yeah. were an issue, have been an issue, and uh, yeah. You know so, who would have fixed that is C.J. Abrams. Mm, I've heard of this guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he's quite talented. I mean, I was One, looking at uh, this. You, you lost him by a dollar. Am I correct on that? I lost Geloff by a dollar and oh. then uh, on this team. And then um, Abrams was just – it was 63. And I, I honestly I, – I thought it was good. You know, like – and just in the back of my mind, I'm like opening up the results at 705 or whatever it is uh, – Shout out Greg for getting those results turned around in like five minutes these days. It used to be 30 minutes for those of you that don't remember. Uh, but yeah, so I, I opened it up. I was like, oh yeah, we got him. And then it was like 82 bucks. And I was like, uh, oh man. So um, And then he just got crazy hot after that too. So yeah, that's uh that's tough. Uh I, I feel you there. There's always those there's always those little misses, but uh, I only bring it up because I uh, I joke and I'm you're way ahead of me, so I'm allowed to allowed to go there. But um yeah, so how are you feeling in terms of like are you watching games? Are you watching your box? Are you clicking the the online uh the live standings every 30 seconds? How are you handling this? Because I uh, I need some advice on that because I ever got that again, I'd like to do it differently. Yeah, pretty much locked in all the time. Uh, I mean, I wear out my MLB app. I don't actually, I've never really watched much baseball. Um, I watch the Dodgers, but, you know, I think I get in trouble. Uh, this is dates back to when Steven Vogt was playing, you know, for the, the A's, maybe like 2015 or something. I was like, ah, this guy's not very good. And he turned out to be pretty, pretty talented. So ever since then, I've, I've abandoned the, the idea of doing my own scouting. Um, but yeah, so I'm just like on the MLB app wearing it out pretty much yeah <laughs> so you're 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 actively watching pitch by if you're watching on the app but you're watching pitch by, you're what you know what your hitters are going you're not like doing the uh i'll find out later sort of thing you're pretty locked no in. You're, you're, uh, you're you're pretty locked in minute by minute you're on an island there scott yeah I nobody think is like i think you. i probably am do you yeah. enjoy that uh, do you enjoy that sweat or is it stressful uh i enjoy it yeah oh, yeah i enjoy it i watch the closers uh watch my starters yeah everything um i don't know Somehow not watching it and being like, oh man, I hope this goes well. It's not, uh, it causes me more stress. Paul, uh, Paul Spore giving me shade already. It's uh, 15 minutes in, uh, six yep. minutes in, actually. I'm not surprised. So that's about right. Um, I follow my teams, Paul. I just, I just uh, didn't, didn't do it late last year because I just, it was going so badly. It was just frustrating, but I do get it. Um, I fully admit that that was, uh, I, I butchered it and I did not, uh, I did not handle the sweat correctly. But um, you mentioned the Dodgers, uh, Brian. We, uh, Dodgers, I feel like we, uh, 
as fans, deserve a Braves-Dodgers NLCS. These two teams are so damn good. I was actually at the Dodgers game last night um, prior mm. to Dodgers Stadium becoming an island. The pictures of Dodgers Stadium today and the flooding is crazy, by the way. Uh, I was there last night. Two observations. One, I, I think you, it's amazing how much more you, you, you realize the pitch clock is there when you're at a game in person. Um, we sat down. I was with my daughter and my wife. And like, we're waiting for a couple friends to show up. And I'm like, oh, we'll get some food after this half inning. We went and get food in the second inning. We got up a second. We got up a second time. Like the bathroom. Something. I looked up at Mookie's adding his third at bat. I was like, "What inning? Like, how's Mookie up again? It's a two to one game." And I looked up and it's like the bottom of the six. It's so crazy how fast it goes. I like it on TV, but in person it feels that I, I don't know. It felt like I was a little. The game was only two oh five, so it felt like we were a little rushed. And like all of a sudden we're like getting back in the car and sitting in traffic, which is you know never what you want at Dodger Stadium. But man, Braves Dodgers. I hope we get that. Baseball playoffs are so tough. I mean, so much uh, kind of goes out the window with the best record in the season, but. I feel like these two teams are so far and away better than anybody else in the NL. I really hope we get that series. I think it'd be a blast. Yeah, me too. Uh, especially as somebody who's rooted for the Dodgers for a long time uh, and kind of see how that's that's gone. But uh, I, yeah, I, I think that it is, it's kind of a crapshoot. You know, it's kind of who can get hot, who can get in, you know. Um, I mean, they've, they talked about kind of approaching it with more urgency, you know, when they make the postseason. But because sometimes they'll be a little bit flat just to start. And you look up and you're you're at home. So, yeah, I mean, they are so much better than than the rest of these teams in the NL. Yeah, I mean, you look at that run differential on the Braves is 212, 143 in the Dodgers. You got to go all the way down to the Cubs at plus 65 to get any, then the third team. I mean, like I said, it, it's so tough. In a five, or seven game series, five game series, whatever it may be, it's just, it's so difficult. But I think these teams, man, I just hope we get a series. I think it should be fun seeing those pitchers match up, seeing the, seeing the Braves hitters uh, go against Kershaw and Urias and, and whoever else they may bring out, Bueller's back, et cetera. It's just going to be a lot of fun. I just, I hope we really get it. If 76 wins and 80 wins, I think we deserve that series. I'd love to get that. And I'd like to get, uh, let's get Baltimore, Texas in the AL because I think those are both fun young teams. And uh, I'm tired of tired of Houston anyway. Yeah, I'm uh, in the same boat on Houston. Yep. I uh, I am also pulling for the Red Sox uh, this year. Oh, look at yeah. you. Got a little futures bet. I think, and uh, I said this. Before, I knew there was a reason. <laughs> but I think they're the best. I mean, on pay, like on the field, like if they were to play right now, uh, I know the records don't necessarily reflect that, but I think they're. As good as as anybody, honestly. So um, the sweep over the Yankees was big. Uh, the Yankees can't beat anybody right now. But the Braves are sixteen percent to get in the playoffs, or the Red Sox are sixty percent in the playoffs right now. Those um, are just numbers. Those are just numbers. just numbers. Yeah, one more hot streak in there, right there. I mean, Toronto's two and a half games ahead of them. They're sixty five percent. So it, it can it can change pretty quick. But uh, yeah, Red Sox have been hot lately. If they can get some pitching, they can definitely score some runs. Uh, if they can get some outs, they uh, they they could be a tough out. I think I think so. I think I mean I know Seattle's been playing better, and then yeah, Toronto is uh, formidable. Um, but yeah, I just look at it. I'm like this, and they had like I think the toughest schedule uh, the first half. Uh, the Red Sox did. So speaking of Baltimore, should Gunnar Henderson have stopped at first today and gotten the cycle? Oh, I did not. I did not follow that. Uh, he had a, he had a double, hit a double, a triple, and a home run against the A's. He hit a ball down the line and uh, uh, and like hustled into a double. So he did not get the cycle because of the better result. And all the guys, all the guys in the dugouts were, yeah, it was 10 to one. So the guys in the dugout yeah. were trying to yell at him, stay at first, but uh, good for the game that he didn't, but it's just kind of a, a silly rule when you, uh, you need a single and you get a double, it doesn't count. Yeah, for sure. Let's jump into the, uh, the fantasy world for week 22. Crazy that we're at week 22. Uh, schedule wise, we got seven, we got a lot of games this week, Brian. It's going to be a good week. We only have one team with five games. The Milwaukee Brewers, are the only team with five games after having a bunch this last week. We have seven teams with seven games, the Cubs, the Pirates, the Reds, the Astros, uh, your A's, the Red Sox, mm. and the White Sox are all seven gamers. Uh, as you were looking at your team this week, maybe trying to stream some offense, find someone. Uh, who did you like uh, uh, schedule-wise on offense this week? Because I think there's some, I think some good setups this week, especially some of the seven gamers. 
Yeah, yeah. I liked uh, some of the pirates. Uh, there weren't a lot of, of cubs available. Um, but yeah, look at some pirates and then um, Pablo Reyes of my of my Red Sox. And uh, <laughs> and then some A's a little bit too. Uh, yeah. Um, what is it? What's his first name? Lawrence? Uh, Lawrence Butler. Yeah, Lawrence Butler. Yeah. I call, um, I call him Larry. Larry? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, they got a pretty nice little matchup. I know he's got a couple lefties, but uh, like, you know, the weekend series against the White Sox looked pretty appealing. It did. I, I thought the A's had a pretty good setup, too. They got three against Kansas City and then four against the White Sox. Nice setup. I mean, the A's offense is not good, but a couple of intriguing bats now that they've called some guys up. And, you know, obviously we talked, you, you mentioned Geloff and getting outbid on him. The guy's been awesome since he got called up. So the offense is coming around a little bit. Uh, you know, Lawrence Butler's a little interesting, too. A little bit of speed, a little bit of power. He's playing a little more than I thought he would. We talked about him last week. I was kind of worried that he wasn't going to get all the at bats, but uh, they're playing him pretty consistently. I know you mentioned there's a couple lefties on the schedule, but I think he plays at least five times this week, and the speed power is intriguing there. Uh, you mentioned Pittsburgh. I really like that schedule. They are seven at home this week, uh, three against the Cardinals, four against the Cubs. I know the Cubs are playing uh, playing good baseball, but uh, I don't really fear facing them. They get You get Hendricks in there. Uh, you get Drew Smiley in there. They do face Justin Steele, who is 14-3 and three and never mm-hmm. seems to lose. He's pitching having an awesome year. But, you know, you get Hendricks. You get Assad, who pitched pretty well, who we'll talk about in the fab section. Smiley. I, I do like the Pirates schedule. I think that it's, it's a week for the Pirates to score some runs. For sure. And even just when you mentioned Justin Steele, it's like, it's funny when you don't have somebody uh, on your team, you're just like, oh, that would be 14 and what'd you say? 14, two, something like that. 14, uh, three. Yeah. Every time I look at him, it's frustrating because I had him highlighted and didn't draft him. Another mistake I made is uh, not executing drafts well this year, but yeah, Steele's been really, really good. I, it's funny. Everybody's like, oh, every pitcher getting blown up. I'm like, not Justin Steele. Every time I hear that thing, I'm like, well, except for Justin Steele, uh, he's mm-hmm. been really, really good. Uh, you mentioned the Cubs yet. Yeah, not a lot of Cubs available, but man, you talk about schedules. Uh, they're three against Detroit and then four against Pittsburgh. Talk about pitchers you want to face. That's a that's a fun schedule for the Cubs and uh, Cubs are a team that can score some runs too. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Bellinger is uh, hitting home runs. Dansby Swanson has come around, and Nico Horner, another guy that I liked but just did not quite end up within that range, um, has been amazing. Uh, Nico Horner with uh, with uh, what, fifteen steals since the All Star break. Is that right? No, oh, twelve. Tell me now. Twelve steals since the All Star break. Twenty five runs, twelve steals, hitting three fifteen since the All Star break. That's over. Essentially, like a month, maybe a little more than a month. He's been he's been really good the last month or so. Yeah, and for people that took him in the like tenth round or something, um, yeah, what what a what a boon. Thirty two homer, um, thirty thirty two steals, nine homers, two eighty three batting average. Yeah, it's just he's been he's been huge. And I mean, runs scored and stolen bases are always kind of tough to find. You know, all the runs scored guys are always just the best players, and he's been uh, he's been huge there, especially in the second half. Uh, the aforementioned Astros have a really nice setup too this week. They do play three against your Red Sox. It can be a little bit tough. <laughs> they, get, uh, they get Paxton and Hauk and Chris Sale, but then they uh, they finish the week uh, uh, actually four against the Red Sox. They get uh, Brian Bayo too, and they get uh, three against Detroit. Uh, so I think the Astros, again, another team that's not like guys available, but maybe some of their outfielders in a 12 teamer. Um, they, uh, they got a really good setup here too. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, there wasn't too much. I don't have that much exposure, a little bit of Yiner Diaz, but uh, not too much beyond that. In terms of the six gamers, the one that really stuck out to me, um, Tampa Bay, they had to score a ton of runs on the Angels yesterday. Uh, they three home against Colorado, three home against New York. New York is in an absolute free fall right now. Uh, even Garrett Cole got smoked by uh, your Red Sox this weekend, but the, the Tampa Bay misses Garrett Cole. Looks like they get Brito, they get Rodon, who has not gotten anybody out, even when he was healthy. Uh, Clark Schmidt. Mm-hmm. The uh, should be a week. Uh, you have some. Uh, if you have some rays, and you can always, you know, they they platoon a lot. You can always find some rays on the wire. Uh, that's a good team. It's sort of the six gamers. That was probably my favorite one. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a good schedule. I got a little Yandy Diaz. Hoping that works out. Um, 
Maybe hopefully Siri plays a little bit more. It's kind of been a little bit frustrating with him, but um, Siri has been a wild season. Like you look at his like home runs per plate appearance, and it's like up there with the elite guys. But he's either a home run or a strikeout. Like it's wild. He's hitting he's hitting two nineteen overall, but twenty four home runs and three hundred four plate appearances is a big ass number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just for the most part when you know kind of almost even sometimes when he's not in the lineup on a, on a specific set, I'll still just kind of roll him yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah, it's always tough when he sits on the Monday or the Friday. You're like, oh, you know, I got I, suddenly it's a game down. But I found when I benched him, he's homered. So I usually leave him in there where I can support the batting edge with 37% strikeout rate, five and a half percent walk rate. I just wonder, I wonder why people still pitch to Jose Steri. Yep. I agree. So let's jump into Fab. Uh, I feel like there were a lot of options this week. It's been a lot of weeks this year where we're like, ah, I'm looking at everything and I, I'm not really writing a lot of names down. I know I'm I'm old. I write stuff down as I, as I do Fab, but uh, we had some we had some prospect call ups. We had some uh, some guys returning off the injured list. We have some guys kind of playing more and breaking out a little bit. Uh, but let's start with the call ups. Uh, Mason Wynn uh, with the Cardinals looks like he's kind of up playing uh, playing shorts up every day. If Pete Alonso's not throwing his hits into the stands, mm-hmm. uh, we should be should be good with Mason Wynn playing every day. Um, tell you what, I looked at his 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 minor league stats as I was making bids today. Eighteen home runs, 17, uh, 17 stolen bases so far this year in AAA. Last year. 28 stolen bases, only 400 plate appearances in double A. Um, doesn't strike out a lot, which is a really good sign. You want that because you're always going to get the bump when a rookie gets called up. Um, where did you come with Mason Win this week? He is uh, he's shortstop eligible if you need a middle infielder. Um, he felt to me like the best of the three prospects for 2023 fantasy-wise. Mm, I probably had him third of the three. Um, right. Yeah, I, I, I see it too. I mean, I think that maybe there were, were more questions – not really about the batting average. The batting average, I think, is, is going to be the contact skills are good. Um, sub twenty percent K rate in the minors, um, and the speed is is has not, is nice. You know, seventeen steals at about one hundred and five games. Yeah, um, I think it was you know kind of buried in the order a little bit. Maybe there's you know a few games skipped here and there, which isn't like the worst thing ever. Uh, I liked him. Uh, maybe just more questions about like kind of the the power output. I know he had eighteen homers, but I, you know, kind of it looked like some of the. Uh, and he had a, a one ten, you know, max EV uh, at AAA, so it, it might be better than than I gave it credit for. But uh, I think if there was anything, I was kind of maybe just thinking it was maybe a little bit more watered down than than the current uh, minor league numbers suggested. Yeah, I just thought uh, I just thought he was like the most like the next six weeks like could give me something. I thought he was the he was the he was the best of the group that I liked there, just because of the strikeouts. I think he'll kind of translate fairly decently if he can run a little bit. I think he's going to play every day. I don't think the Cardinals have any reason not to play him, which I really like. Where I think that uh, you know with uh, with the Angels, uh, maybe when Crone comes back, uh, you know Shanuel. I was trying to work on that pronunciation. Uh, Shanuel uh, goes great. back down or stops playing. Um, obviously, he just came up. But uh, were you in on uh, Nolan Shanuel? I looked it up, and I think that's how you say it. I listened to a couple clips from his minor league announcement <laughs> and from Matt Vesgersen because uh, I hate to butcher names. I'm sure I'm still butchering mm-hmm. it, but I did. I did make the effort this time. Uh, you mentioned you had win thirds. You have Shanuel ahead of win. I, I actually don't even know. I think I was thinking of somebody else that was uh, oh, all right. okay. in there in that mix. Uh, but it totally makes sense because G1 Bay has been playing for a while. And I think yeah. I was kind of lumping him when I was thinking of the three. So I had G1 Bay and I was thinking about Noel B. Marte as well. So um, the uh, person Paul, that you... Paul Spore, I appreciate the props and the pronunciation. That means a lot to me. So I do appreciate that. I did work on that. It was fantastic. Uh, but it, it, it's wild. I mean, he got he's called up. He was drafted a, literally a few weeks ago. I mean, it has not been up... Uh, has not been very long since he was in the league. Uh, very difficult to come and hit. But you look at projections, and you know, you projections are usually really tough on 
on young hitters. They actually have him pretty fairly decent, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, uh, you look at the numbers and there's not a lot of uh, home runs or anything, but they, they, they seem to like think he can compete a little bit right away. Uh, did you bid on him at all? I mean, I, I think the CJ Crone going to come back at some point uh, is, is an issue. Um, but uh, where were you with, uh, with Sean Noel? I just want to say it over and over now. I love it. No, you yeah. gotta keep, can keep going to it. Uh, I, I, he was okay. I didn't really know. Most of my corners were kind of pretty good and there's just such a small sample that I wasn't too sure what to do with. Uh, but I did like, you know, he did project really well. And then you're like, okay. Um, in his limited, you know, professional experience, he's been walking a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like, it, I don't even think it was that cheap to, to find out, but I just, I don't had some bids in. I do not think I got any. Yeah. I mean, the dude hit 450 in colleges here at Florida Atlantic. I remember when they were the college world series, a lot of people were talking about him. He had 19 homers. He had 64 RBI. So I mean, he really raked, he got a funky stance where you look at him. You're like, I don't know how he can ever hit a high fastball, but I think by the time the pitch comes, he kind of he kind of gets back into a good hitting position. But uh, I was in on him cheaply. I actually am not that good at corner. I've uh, had some bunch of injuries at corner, so I was uh, I was in cheap there. But uh, I think that I think the Angels are done, so there that helps him a lot. I think that uh, you know a lot of people were critical of the Angels for calling him up after you know a month or whatever in the minors, but. Um, I just think that they're out of it anyway. It's not like anybody's expecting anything. He can get, uh, you know, 80 plate appearances, kind of uh, hang out with the big club a little bit, see what it's like to be a big layer. Um, I actually think if he's the if he's the right mindset, then, you know, if he struggles, it won't affect him long term. Some guys, you know, struggle and they get in their head. But as long as they think he's, like, mentally okay with it, I kind of like the call-up uh, considering they're dead anyway. Yeah, I like it. How much did you get it for? Uh, I got him for two bucks in my main event, I think. Mm. I'm looking at it here. Yeah, I had him for two bucks in one. Uh, and the other one I got outbid and I didn't, I, I didn't need a corner in one spot, but, uh, you know, two bucks is, uh, yeah. two bucks, uh, you know, can't, uh, can't be too wrong there. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, so I'm assuming by this way, you said, uh, you like someone more Mason when you're talking about Noel V. Marte, uh, tell me what, uh, what you liked with him, uh, getting called up by the Reds. Their GM said he's going to play third base every day. I was a little surprised by the playing time pronouncement considering they're still in the mix. Uh, but it sounds like Marte is up to play at least for right now. Yeah. I think that was. Um, I mean, he, he was just a slight, you know, notch above win. I think that they, uh, they both have in some ways kind of similar, you know, kind of profiles. Um, when, you know, Noel, hasn't stolen as much and didn't have like great speed grades. Um, I kind of followed him a little bit more cause you know, I'm, I'm very into dynasty baseball, uh, Scott. Yeah, I know you, you called me one day to get in your <laughs> league and it, it, went, it went really well for you. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think I've kind of followed his trajectory a little bit. I think there was, you know, didn't look great at the end of last year. And then I think there were some questions about like kind of his athleticism kind of maxing out a little bit. And so they moved him, you know, third base, but it looks like this year he's a kind of like, you know, shown some good, he's got, you know, sub 20% K rate um, over 20% walk rate. And, you know, in uh, he's got one 13.8 max EV in the minors, 11 homers and 18 steals in, in 90 games. Uh, about 350 play appearances between double A and triple A there. So um, I, yeah, I liked, you know, organizationally too, you know, I think that, um, you know, the Reds seem to really be pushing it on the, on the base pass and him. I, I wish I could give some more like solid, like really analytical, um, you know, analysis here, but, but him stealing third, they were down and run last night Yeah, and uh, just stealing just first game, you know, pinch run steals third. I'm just like, it just, a lot of these guys in you know, these reds, like when they're getting on, they're, they're running. And um, I do think that will probably happen with win as well. But I just thought maybe, uh, you know, in that ballpark, maybe a little bit of a softer landing and uh, maybe he can get a little bit of that combo, you know, the power speed tap into a little bit more power than, than maybe win did. 
Yeah, and he's got uh, he's got 11 home runs, 18 stolen bases, and obviously he is the bigger like name prospect. He is an elite level prospect. He is way up on prospect board. So I think that uh, yeah, probably got people more interested. Did you end up bad? Uh, did you end up getting him? You mentioned you spent some money this week. Was that uh, one of the guys you spent money on? Yeah, 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 Scott. Um, so nice. it, that's yeah. it's a good thing. You got a stud prospect with six weeks left. That's fun. If you're gonna win it, if you're gonna win an overall, this is the kind of guy that you can get to like get hot for six weeks. I just really, really appreciate using the word stud prospect there. That makes me feel good about it. It was 33 to 13, and the average bid was 15 on him. So okay. one of those but situations you, uh, at 130 bucks, you've got, I mean, that's you need to spend some money there. Like I know you you'll spend it by the end, but like you could definitely afford a $30 guy for sure. Yep. Yep. And that, that was kind of part of the thinking. There was a, a guy that's actually in third place. that had something like he had $700 right, like around the all-star break. And now he's okay. down to about three. So like, it wasn't, you know, there's like Jordan Lawler left and, and you know, maybe some other guys that might come up, but um, I found myself running into this situation, even when like the CJ Abrams bidding was happening was like, you know, Trevor, knowing that Trevor story would eventually come up and you're just like, well, you just don't know what he's going to do. So like getting in that spot, like repeatedly, um was was you know suboptimal i didn't really want to do it again so um yeah in, in that instance we try to kind of go up a little bit higher for Marte. but obviously you know with 130 and you realize you could have had 20 extra dollars um that was sure not the greatest I, I, I really don't ever sweat anything under 50 bucks with the backup bit honestly if i spend like 212 on someone the backup's 57 like then i made a make mistake in my process but like 33 to 13, like someone easily could have bid 25. You mentioned the CJ Abrams thing. You thought you guys were aggressive on that and someone went for 80. Like, I just think that you got six weeks left. You had 130 bucks. I think going after Marte aggressively here was a, it was a good call. I wouldn't worry about the 20 bucks. I mean, 33 to 13 is nothing that I would ever lose sleep over. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, that makes one of us. There you go. <laughs> no, no, no sleep for you tonight. Play, play it. it's every fine. every Sunday night is very yeah. restless. This roller coaster that I go on. It's every week of the season, not just this team. It's every week. It's like after Fab runs, it's just like a, a bit of a high, and then I go through all the things I should have done. And by the time Monday games start, I'm just like, I'm when do you uh, when do you do you set lineups tonight, or you wait till tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> or did that, or did that change after two weeks ago? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I usually do, I do a, a run, uh, Sunday nights, especially on my DCs. And Just then like I really, I the, really get the injured guys out, like the obvious things like that. Yeah. yeah. And usually pitchers too. I think, I think people were making this point as the, the, the snafu was unfolding, but a lot of times I do look at, uh, batters and lineups, uh, that'll, that'll really dictate, um, my last like 30 minutes before lineup lock. You're in, uh, you're in good company here. Your 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 friend Clark Olson, who is second in the overall, uh, uh-huh. also got uh, Noelle Marte. So, uh, unfortunately, every time he does something well, he's doing something well for Clark also. But but uh, Clark is a really good dude. So I'm I'm happy you guys are both up there. I like John Posma too. The top three is really good right now. All three guys that I know personally and really like it's uh it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I sat next to Clark in in Vegas, and I think he's leading the DC as well. Uh, if I'm not I've, mistaken, uh, I've sat next to him in football a couple times. It did not go well for me any of those times. Yep. Yep. It's brutal. Although he's using his Adam Thielen Vikings jersey. So I don't know what happens now because Adam Thielen's not on the Vikings anymore. You should know that because you're doing the NFFC. <laughs> I'm sure you've I'm uh-huh. sure you've already studied the Panthers depth chart. Uh-huh. Panthers. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Did you Thielen. know that uh, did you know that Jackson Smith and Jigba's brother plays for the Pirates? CSN. Yeah. Yeah. Keenan Kane and Kane and Smith and Jigba. Yes. That's right. Go, that's right. Um, other uh, names in there were other were interesting names in Fab this week. It was fun. Um, Logan Ohapi, twenty five percent rostered in the main event, was a uh, was a, a, a fun guy. People were, like really were excited about him in the preseason. Then he got injured. He is back now. He played uh, Friday night and Saturday night for the Angels. Um, it's a catcher. You know, catcher twos are really really tough to find. Uh, were you uh, trying to get in on some Ohapi this year? 
I I like him. I did not I did not like him. Money's a little bit tight in other spots, and Elias Diaz would have been the guy that I dropped him for. I did consider dropping uh, him. Tough. I did consider dropping him for for Henry Davis actually um, in one league, but I think I ended up pulling that back. But yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I wouldn't. I, like I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have done the Diaz swap. I think I just would hang Diaz there. I uh, I'm trying to remember who I, I dropped. I actually like um, I like Andy Rodriguez, but I dropped uh, Rodriguez for a hoppy. I actually like uh, Rodriguez, but it was like a, if I get him really cheap, I get a hoppy really cheap. I'm going to do it. Um, I did not put a bid in for him where I have Gary Sanchez and Cal Raleigh, so I was kind of it was kind of in that in that range. But I did drop him for Andy just because I do like Andy, but uh, I think the a little more pop with a hoppy. Um, I mean, this is someone that's uh, he's a he's a he was a real prospect. Uh, the Angels like him. They was he was. You know, getting some some sexy push up in the in the offseason had uh, 15 home runs in Double A uh, last year with the uh, I almost said the Eagles. Jeez, you got me in football mode with the Phillies. Um, hit 275. So you know, it, it's small sample this year, but hitting the ball hard. Um, in terms of getting a catcher too, this late in the year, I thought it was a really nice spot to try and jump up and grab. Yep, I wish it, you know if that had come along at a different time when I was a little bit more desperate for for catching. I think that would have been nice. Yeah. Did you, uh, how do you feel about Charlie Blackman these days? He is back, hit a long, long home run. Like one of the longer home runs I've seen Charlie Blackman in a while. He's like 440 or something like that. Um, the Rockies are going on the road right now, but he was available on half the main events uh, off the injury list. Um, how do you feel about uh, little Charlie Blackman for the last six weeks? You think we can, you think there's any uh, spark left in those old legs? Yeah, probably. Um, my luck. Uh, I did not get any. I had like, he was on. The, the lines, but I probably had a couple guys over him, maybe one or two, but uh, a lot of times I needed speed and um, you're not, you're not getting that from Charlie Black. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, I think that uh, the schedule should be good next, next week, you know, not this coming week, but the following week. Yeah. He's, um he's talented. Still got a little bit in there. Yeah, I lost a uh, I lost a five to five bid on Charlie Blackman. Uh, I'm not too upset about. It. I mean, he's just he, I think he's just a guy right now. But you know, you play him for cores in the NFBC. We can kind of play half weeks. And I think you play him for cores and they send him on the road. But you know, he only had 16 home runs last year. Hit 264. You're not missing out too much. But I think he's uh, you know someone that in the cores weeks could uh, get hot, give you a nice batting average there. Did you do anything else with this like kind of uh, this massive outfitter? So we had a uh, G1 Bay uh, was 51 percent rostered in the main event. You mentioned you need steals earlier. He's a guy that runs a lot. His uh, stolen base opportunity number is way up there. Uh, Stone Garrett playing every day in Washington, hitting a lot. Is, uh, it was interesting. Nelson Velasquez talked about a little bit last week, but hitting some home runs for the Royals playing every day. We mentioned Lawrence Butler in Oakland. Uh, how did you kind of feel about this group of outfielders? I think we're kind of in the same range. How did you kind of differentiate between them? Yeah, so I kind of botched it earlier when you said the three the three call ups. Uh, oh, you're going to Gian Bay as the third call up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I so I was I had him I had him win as well. I thought uh, you were the Chanel Whisper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had to get it in there once more. One last one. Yeah. I don't even think that's going to be the last one. The podcast. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, but Bay, um, you know, I think today was was really um, in, in enlightening. I guess is it like he hit leadoff against Keuchel, a lefty. I know they have three lefties to start, um, but if like that becomes a trend and and. It looks like when they're, he's doing that, that Jack Sawinski has kind of sat against the last couple lefties, I guess, even before Bay was activated. Right. So it's like, if he can get run in the leadoff spot, now that's a huge if, right? But if he does, like you said, I think he had like 20, 20 steals and, um, you know, less than half a season. And um, he's gradually kind of improving his walk rate and K rate and, you know, zone contact. And so he's looking pretty decent. But um, I also remember eyeing him. So... I was, 
you know, I had no I'll be slightly ahead, but the the bit the Juwan Bay bids I had, you know, kind of in the in the low 20s, mid 20s, something like that. And then when I got Noelby, I was a the backup bid on on Bay became $13 on the second line and I ended up getting him 13 to 9. So that oh, was nice. the one. Uh so yeah, I was pretty pleased with that. But you know, the one thing about that is like we've seen Pittsburgh kind of cycle through, uh, was it like Josh Palacios or like Rodolfo? Like you look up one time, you're like, oh, this is their leadoff hitter for the indefinite future. And then all of right. a sudden, like a week and a half later, he's, you know, part-time player hitting seven, you know, to compete Marcano. Maybe he was in the, in the mix as well. You know, just guys that like, they kind of churn through some guys. So he needs to kind of hit, I think. And that's what kind of caused me some hesitation. Uh, probably a lower floor than Mason Wynn. But I also thought that leading off, you know, the extra at bats that he could be something nice. I think the key with Bay is that the steals are super real. Like, I think that if you need steals, he was the guy to go after this week. He had 30 steals in AAA last year. He had 20 in AA and a half season 2020. And you mentioned this year, 78 games, 20 steals. The Pirates are long since out of it. They have no reason to not let him run. The light should be as green as possible. Um, I think finding stolen base guys is really, really difficult. And I think he's one that uh, if he gets on base, I mean, it's a huge if. I mean, his OBP was 313. Um, although it was 360 in the minors, so maybe it is a little bit more that he walked a lot in the minors. He was a 10% walk great guy in 2021 and 2022 in the minors. I was looking at that. You know, you want guys, the stolen base guys, you need them to get on base, whether they can hit or not. Like if he, if he wants to walk 10% of the time, that's cool. I don't care how he gets on base. He's need to get on first and run. Um, I thought that Bay was the guy this week. If you need steals, it was the guy to go after. And it was six weeks left. You know, you're getting down to the point where, you know, you need to get someone now. Although it's not going to help you that much because you're hoping for, you know, if you get, 10 steals the next six weeks like that'd be a really good and big number oh yeah that'd be yeah. huge and yeah i mean to your point he's his walk rate and his rolling 30 game walk rate is uh, i think 12.2 percent um which is the highest it's been all season so i mean he's kind of getting on like i said reducing his, his strikeouts and um it looked you know pretty like there was something there even though you know kind of all, all the rest i mentioned but uh but yeah it's pretty excited but i think you got him in a spot or two uh, I did. I got him in the one main event that's actually fairly competitive. My other ones uh, are not. But, uh, yeah, I got him there for 7 bucks in that one, so I was pretty happy with that. Um, the guy that I really liked and I actually got outbid on was Stone Garrett. I think that uh, he's really interesting to me. Um, playing every day for the Nationals right now, getting another team that's out of it. They have no reason not to play guys. But, you know, you look at Stone Garrett, and you, you were scroll back just to last year. I know that Arizona and AAA is a good hitting environment, but 28 home runs, 15 stolen bases, only 103 games last year and then you look at double a in 2021 25 and 17 like i get the feeling this i mean you, he strikes out too much so he's going to be a guy that's hot and cold but man if you get a hot streak and he's in one right now who knows how long it lasts but i mean you look at the last week and you've got uh, multi-hit games in like five of the last days had a his had a hit in the last eight games um i just like guys who are playing and hot i just think that in the end of the season they're gonna let him play he hit fourth two of the last three days I really like Stone Garrett this week. I, I had bids in for five to seven. I actually lost him, and I'm, I'm bummed about it. Um, I think he's a really nice ad for the last six weeks. He was he was my top outfielder, um, you know, unless I was, like, specializing for steals or something like that. He was my top overall outfielder that uh, that I liked this week. Yeah, I liked him too. Uh, I think he went kind of on average for about nine bucks. I think I was a little bit lower than that, um, unfortunately. But, yeah, I would have liked to have gotten gotten some more there. And yeah, yeah, you just like guys playing every day and hitting well. I mean, it's, it's, he's going to strike out too much. He's going to get cold at some point. But uh, I think riding uh, riding guys this week, uh, this type of the season is, is just a really good thing to do. Something I didn't do enough of last year. I kind of just relied on my guys. I've talked about a lot that I you know just kind of kept playing the main guys last last year, and I struggled down the stretch as guys were really in a slump. And I, you, you got to adjust these last six weeks. You know who you drafted and where you took them uh, means nothing at this point. You got to get guys who are playing and hot. And I think Garrett fits that really nicely. 
Uh, did you do anything with you mentioned steals? Did you look at all at JP Martinez in Texas? Um, not really playing every day, but he's a big stolen base guy. He has uh, he had 33 stolen bases in 67 games in AAA so far this year. Really stealing a base every other game uh, for the Rangers in AAA this year. He's really fast. I don't know if he can hit enough. I don't know if he can play enough. But man, if you need some steals and you didn't get Bay, I felt like JP Martinez was kind of the sneaky guy. If you had no money left, like a one or two dollar bid on Martinez, you might fall into some steals with him. Yep. Yeah. I did have him maybe a little bit further down and did not end up with any, but I mean, you know, it just does seem a little crowded for him to kind of take on a full-time role. It does, especially on a team that like needs to win. So that was the, uh, that was the hesitation I have, but man, the stolen bases look really real and they they look pretty epic. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm intrigued. I was, yeah, I think he even thought about him a little bit last week and then he played, I think maybe like five of seven this week, you know, sat a couple of times. Leody's still there. Uh, I guess Jankowski's back off the paternity leave. Um, I think that was kind of some of the things I was like thinking about last week, but yeah, then this week I just didn't, didn't quite, quite get there. Did you? Uh, I did not. I had him uh, down the list. I ended up getting Bay and I forget someone else. Uh, I forget who else I got, but I ended up not getting there. I moved him down a little bit, but um, I thought if you needed like to just attack steals and you could like, it's one of those things like, and Paul Spore was in the chat, made a good chance. It's a good point. Like just cause you need steals. I mean, you should go and like, you got to make sure that you can gain points with your steals. I've got a league where I'm like 15 behind. I'm like, I just like, I'm so far behind. Do I need to like try and get him? Should I just punt him? I haven't I've kind of played it in the middle and that's probably the worst place to play it. Like either punt it or don't or really attack it. But I'm um, still trying to maybe catch up a couple spots, but you got to make sure you can catch up. But if you're like, you know, two spot, you know, you move three points with three steals or something like that. I thought that Martinez was a, a sneaky guy that if you didn't have a lot of money, you could slide him through and maybe use him for the first half of the week at least and then see how the playing time works out. Yeah, yeah, I've fallen into that trap a little bit too, though, where I'm like, okay, I should probably just punt the punt the steals at this point, and then like Lane Thomas will steal four four bases in a day, or Glaber will steal three, and I'm like, okay, I'm back in this. <laughs> just terrible, terrible managing. But yeah, uh, I need the season to end so I can stop having Lane Lane Thomas FOMO because mm-hmm. boy, I missed that one badly. Mm-hmm. Lane Thomas and Al- Adbert Azale are the two guys that I I liked and had on list, and I never didn't draft, didn't pick them up, and they've been. Uh, They've both been awesome, and they're both they're both hurting. It's uh, it sucks when you like someone and they you you talk them up, but you don't pick them up, and uh, you can't follow through with it. it. Doesn't count. You don't get to call that one. It's a good call. Yeah, I had Azalea as well. Uh, I had Fulmer and then Lighter Junior, who I thought was going to get me the guy, and then I had both. I think Lighter Junior and Azalea, and ended up dropping Azalea, and that uh, that obviously that has not worked out, Scott. Yeah, I think he has like 20 <laughs> saves in like the last three every and a half day, weeks, every like. every it's time I look up. Crazy. Yep. Um. Anybody else you're looking at on offense? Uh, we've got uh, Lior Pagero uh, that's uh, you know playing a lot. Mike Ford in Seattle gets six righties this week, and it's, it's the White Sox and Royals, so not any righties you're really scared of. Um, Rowdy Telez is back. Akil Badu's hit leadoff against righties. Kevin Biggio's playing a bunch. Uh, is there anybody else offensive-wise? I thought there were a lot of names this week. We hit kind of all the main ones. Is there anybody else uh, kind of on that list or someone else that I didn't mention that you liked uh, this week on offense? I, I did like Badu. I did like Badu. I was slightly kind of maybe moved him down a couple spots, but still kept the bids in there. Uh, it was always pretty cheap as it was, but uh, with the Parker Meadows news, right? Uh, that he's getting the call up. So I was like, ah, maybe that, because there's not, I mean, they're not going to sit Kerry Carpenter or Riley Green. And then you look at DH, yeah. it's like Miggy. Um, so you kind of wonder too, because I'm pretty sure Parker Meadows is a lefty. And you're like, I'm not sure exactly how that plays out, but, uh, you know, Badu's still. They got six, maybe seven righties next week. And if he's leading off, uh, he's already stolen a couple bases, I think, this week and, and generally playing pretty well. So, yeah, I was intrigued by that. So I got him for a bucket a couple spots. Um, and then stash uh, Josh Naylor. Uh, oh, yeah, I heard some well. good news on him, maybe on the uh, on the front end of that, uh, that uh, the timeline. So that could be that could be a nice one. 
Yeah. Speaking of the Tigers, uh, Spencer Torkelson, seven home runs already in August. It's uh, I, I pumped him up early. It didn't work, but it's uh, he's got uh, 18 home runs the last like two and a half months. He's, he's finally starting to hit. And I think I read the stat. I can't remember what it was, but there are only two players in baseball. Like uh, I, 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 it's, I think it was uh, Rob DiPietro had it. It was uh, over 60% hard hit rate and 20% bail rate over the last like two months. And it's him and, and Otani. There's some stat in there. I might be missing up the days, but like he's been really good hitting the ball hard lately. Yeah, and I think he should have actually had a, another home run uh, yesterday. Um, he had one. He had one today too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you were you were on him. I remember the Vegas conversation. Yeah, I liked him. A lot. <laughs> I liked him as, as for the price. I just thought he was a guy that you know uh, you're, you're talking around eighteen. I thought he was a guy that could go twenty seven and eighty, and uh, it looked bad for a while. But like, yeah, twenty seven and eighty might get pretty close. He's what is he right now? Twenty two, and I don't. I have to look how many RBIs he has. He has sixty. Eight RBIs, so yeah, I might get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Might be oh, close. Yeah. He's great. He, he, yeah. he could he could fall into like a 30 and 85. I don't think he'll quite get to 30. That'd be, that'd be a little tough, but uh not gonna be too short of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh anybody else on offense? I kind of think that's the that's the uh that's the list. Any any uh Ryan Noda coming back for the A's? Uh gonna I don't know where they're my gonna A's? play everybody, but your A's, yeah, they're not yeah. my A's, they can yeah. be yours if you want them. Uh they are up there, they're for sale if you want them. But uh I just I think they're going to be a little too crowded there. I was, uh, but some pop, and he'll should, should play, play against all the righties. Yeah. Uh, do you think who do you think loses time when when he comes back? It's a really good because I was question. Yeah, I don't. Britt Rooker was available. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean Rooker might not play against all righties. I think Seth Brown plays. Geloff plays. Butler's going to have to play. Um, probably Soderstrom. I, I think they should take Soderstrom at bats, but maybe Soderstrom loses time. Maybe you play someone in the outfield. I don't know. They can move it around. You probably play Rook in the outfield and stop playing Tony Kemp ever. But um, mm. if I were them, I'd just play all the young guys and just make it work. And I would never give Tony Kemp and Aledmus Diaz any at bats, despite the uh, despite the two home runs by Aledmus Diaz today. Mm. I didn't even. By the way, Ace fan here. I didn't know Aledmus Diaz was still on the team and he hit two homers today. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, is that Jordan Diaz that hit two homers? And mm-hmm. apparently, it was not. Uh, let's jump into, uh, fab and pitching. We talked about all the hitters, but first to know from our sponsors at home run index, we all know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The home run forecast index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the, the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from one to 10, one being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There's a strong correlation between the index, the number of runs scored per game, and the number of home runs hit. Games have the highest index of 10 for the whole game, average over 10 runs a game and 2.8 homers over the course of a season. And this is created for each game so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as all wind direction. Right now you can access the HRF premium site for only $5 a month. See what the index will look like for every hour of every MLB game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So uh, I actually thought starters were uh, maybe a little more, a uh, little more interesting than they have been the last couple of weeks. Uh, what if you? I don't know if you how much you need starters or what you need in starters, but uh, Ryan Pepio in LA uh, pitched really well as the as the bolt guy. Tony Gonsolin uh, went on the aisle. Sounds like he's probably done for the year. Um, I don't think he's going to be coming back, but. Uh, They've got uh, they got Sheehan coming back in there too, so I don't know who's going to start. There's see, I've seen some predictions that uh, that Sheehan might get the start over Pepio. Like, I think the Pepio's work this week gets him a start. But uh, what did you do with starters this week? I think Pepio was on top of my list, but I had a bunch of a uh, bunch of guys down the list I thought were mildly intriguing this week. Yeah, yeah, I like Pepio. Did not get him, but um, yeah, even you talked about Rob DiPietro pointed out like that they've kind of worked with his release point um, that he's getting kind of more vertical in his fastball and changeup kind of the effects that, that that's had in terms of like lowering his ball percentage <clears throat> and, and his command. So um, he looked pretty good in AAA. I want to say, I forget his exact walk rate, but like he's kind of started to show some, some improvement there. Um, you know, just reading about like some of the manager comments and, you know, take those for what they are, but like, it just seems like he's quite a bit different than the guy that was there, uh, you know, previously um, that they'd seen before. So he looked really good. I would be, I mean, I think this week's tough, but then he's home against Arizona and probably a nice two-step uh, the following week. So I was very excited by him uh, to the two, to the tune of eleven dollars. And that did you get him? For, did you get him for eleven bucks or was that short? No, no, I think it was like thirty-one. To, and I was the, the backup was like eighteen or something. So yeah, I I really like him too. I'm just a little worried. Like if you pick him up, I don't know if you can start him because we just don't know if he's going to start. I assume he takes that start. Uh, Friday at Boston, they go Miller, Kershaw, Lynn to start the week, and then Urias is on Saturday. So Friday's the open spot. Pepio after the bulk work this weekend should kind of fit right in there. I have seen some. I mentioned before the you know, some Emmett Sheehan in there. Uh, people thinking maybe his next to start, but I'm hoping it's uh, 
hoping it's Peppy. I think he's a lot more interesting than me than, than Sheehan is at the, at the moment. I think I've seen enough of Sheehan to not be too interested there. Uh, anything you did with uh, some of these other pitches? We had Javier Assad is getting uh, two starts for the Cubs this week. He's been pitching pretty well. The starts of Detroit and Pittsburgh, too, which was like, you know, you're always looking at the two steps. You're like, oh, who they face. Detroit and Pittsburgh is really appealing. Um, Alan Winans in uh, Atlanta gets two starts this week. He's actually confirmed starting tomorrow against the Mets. And then at San Francisco, I thought he was pretty interesting to, uh, you know, moving in their rotation. Uh, what'd you also do with starters after Pepio? Uh, I felt like there were some interesting names. Zach Thompson, in St. Louis, only one start, but he's been pitching really well. Last couple outings. Uh, what other starters were you interested by? Yeah, I liked, I like Zach Thompson, maybe a little bit lower. I think I got one, uh, one share there. Um, Blackburn was available in one spot and made a somewhat competitive bid, but got outbid there. And then you're, got, su- you're I, such a homer. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I started. I got. I got a little bit cooled as I kind of looked at his his whip. Uh, for oh, <laughs> he's he's bad. By the way, I, did I mention that part of it? Sorry. But they're juicy. They're very juicy matchups. Uh, let me just tell you who it is. Oakland. It was. Uh, oh yeah, Casey. Casey and at the White Sox. Yeah. Oh man, this is, you gotta, Luis Roberts going to hit three bombs off him for sure. Oh, man. Um, I liked I liked Winans a lot. Uh, someone mentioned the chat about you know look, chasing wins. Like he's pitching for Atlanta. He's actually taken in I think all three of my main events. Yep. And like I was like, it was like, how did I guess people held on to him and were interested in him? And he's a Braves pitcher. But you look at his numbers and they're they're really intriguing. Like he's uh, he's someone that I would uh, I probably would have put at the top of my list if he was available. I think I would put put him uh, right over Pepe. They would have been really close for me. But you look at his minor league numbers. 113 innings in triple A, you know, 22% uh, strikeout rate, 6% walk rate, ERA of 279, whip of 103. Like, give me all that on the best team in baseball. Yep. Yep. I, I think I was in the same boat. He was kept in a lot of my leagues or got, I think last week. Honestly. I was, I was surprised. I was impressed and surprised. I was like, oh, that's, that's who I'm going after this week. And then I started clicking through and he wasn't available. It was, it was kind of a bummer there. Um, what do you think about Javier Assad in, in Chicago? Been pitching, uh, fairly well lately and we mentioned the uh it's, it's kind of a matchup play getting detroit and pittsburgh were you in on assad at all this week for the cubs not really um I, maybe i should have been yeah uh it's like it, when i tell you who i wasn't on i think you're gonna laugh here in a second oh please yeah, do over, over the last 30 days it's like uh you know 6.3 percent swing strike um which says that even his 18.9 percent k rate is probably a little bit uh over overproductive right now and yeah. then 470 Sierra, 10.4% walk rate, 40% ball ball percentage, um, 52% first pitch strike. I just, yeah, I mean, the matchups are nice, uh, but yeah, I just did not quite get there. I kept scrolling over to the 6.6% swinging strike rate also. You mentioned that. <laughs> I just looked at the season, but you looked at his last 30 days. Like, every time I was like, oh, I'm going to do this for the matchups, I looked at that, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to strikeouts. If he gets blown up, it's not going to be anything good. So uh, who were you in on then? Now I'm now I'm super intrigued. Uh, uh, tell me. Uh I mean, in on it is very – I happened to, in a couple spots – man, I'm just going to throw out like 10 qualifiers for this. Alec Marsh. It was Alec Marsh, Scott. Oh, all right. <laughs> the, ma- the matchups are there. Um, mm-hmm. I added Marsh early this year. I'm just going to let you know, spoiler alert, it did not go well. Um, he's at <laughs> Oakland. At Seattle scares me a little bit. But at Oakland, uh, you know, obviously you got to love that start. Um, he just walks a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am um, kind of in the spot where – you know, I need some strikeouts and the, actually the ratios happen to be across most of my teams, like the strongest part. Um, and I, I was thinking back to the end of last year with like Davis Martin, 
Uh, I think Ken Waldachuk was one, but I remember that. And, and uh, I'm sure you can remember Martin, some others. Martin's dad won't check went well, right? Do I remember huh? that right? Oh, Martin was a disaster. Yeah. He it got was like, like eight, eight runs. And, yeah. <laughs> and Waldachuk had a shutout on the, on the last day of the season. I do know that one. Yeah. 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 Um, that was, yeah. that was one of those days, by the way, I watched no games until all the games were over and then checked the box score. So I remember that. Man, it's crazy. Super, um, super, super healthy relationship with baseball. Let me tell you. Obviously. But yeah, I think that, I think, that, <laughs> I, I think that like, trying to forecast and go like, those are the guys I'm going to have to be looking at in like four weeks and like kind of going, well, you know, is Javier Saad, how does he compare? How am I going to feel if this Javier Saad at Detroit at Pittsburgh was, you know, in the final week of the season, you'll probably feel a lot better about it than you do today, but right. obviously, you know, uh, so yeah, I did the, did the marching. I think I have one share for a dollar. So we will, are uh, you, are you throwing it for the two step this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You picked him yeah. up. You got to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to get started. Probably drop him next week. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm rolling with Johnny Cueto. Uh, <laughs> not even Johnny Cueto this week. Johnny Cueto spec last week for two. Oh, days, so. look at you! He gets the Nationals this week, and then at the Nationals next week. So you're just uh, you're just attacking Washington. It looks like. Yeah, he should get somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere, Lane Thomas is super offended. Yeah, it's Don Garrett. Um, it's it should be so. It's at San Diego, assuming they play, and then um, is that right? Yeah, at San Diego, and then Washington. Oh, is it? He's at. He's at. Yeah. At San Diego, home against Washington this week. Oh, I don't think Cueto's starting the first half of the week. <sighs> Do I need to refresh? See, what this is ridiculous. They just, this is, I'm finding out on this podcast. This has this, I refreshed this 20 minutes. <laughs> Am I, I could be wrong. Am I right? I thought he wasn't starting this Ryan, week. Ryan Weathers? Is he playing for San Diego? What is Ryan Weathers doing on Miami? He's playing a revenge game. Well, Chase Silseth is going in for Johnny Cueto as we speak. Uh, I was worried that Chase Silseth might. According to uh, Sammy Levitt, Padres radio host, Ryan Weathers, who was traded from the Padres, will make a start for Miami at Petco Park tomorrow evening. Was he traded during the hurricane? <laughs> he could have been. <laughs> who, knows if, who knows if they'll play in San Diego tomorrow, but apparently they will. Yeah, I got uh, uh, San Diego uh, beat writer Jeff Sanders has. Weathers, Lazardo, Alcantara, two, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, and that's what it's showing on the, on the road of wire grid now too. So thank you very much. Um, hey, I just I just saved you a Johnny Cueto one step. That's uh, when you when you speak to me, speak to me kindly. I will. I will. Yeah. Um, yes. Someone in the chat mentioned: Is there any chance that AJ Puck reclaims the job? I really don't think so. I uh, he, there's so many struggles there. I think that if they move off Robertson, which I don't think they will, I know it's been a little struggling, but. Uh, I think Tanner Scott gets that role if uh, if they move off Robertson before Puck does. Yes, I I got a Tanner Scott. I got a Tanner, Tanner Scott for any place. Um, yeah, I agree. I got. Kind of, I mean, Puck has been really good for the last month, and I had spec on Scott right before the trade deadline, thinking that he was kind of going to be the guy. And he, I still probably think it's the case, but he never really seized it. Although I guess with if they were to move on from Robertson, they wouldn't have any kind of loyalty to like go back to, to Puck necessarily. So yeah, it's kind of kind of questionable, but it does seem ripe for like a good, you know, popping a good closer there. Yeah, I uh I think it'll be Scott. I just think that uh I think they kind of saw what we had from Puck and they just kinda of, kinda of let him chill for a little bit. And I don't think they will uh I don't think they go back to him. I was not interested in, in speculating on that situation. I just I think they probably just let Robertson give a couple more outings there too, but um Tanner Scott's been really good like the last take out April and he's been really really good and that was the his only bumpy month hasn't given a run yet in August I think that uh, I think he would get the next op if they went away from Robertson that makes sense 
I do know Isaac more in the chat pointed puck. Puck was the guy before. Uh, trust me, I do know that. I drafted him. I had him in a lot of leagues. I was really fired up about the first couple months. Um, I think there's enough hiccups there that he's probably third in line at the moment. Just, uh, just my opinion on that situation. Uh, anybody else stars you were looking at? You mentioned Ken Waldachuk earlier. He was actually someone that I was mildly interested in. He's pitched pretty well lately. Um, but, you know, it's on the A's. You're not getting any wins. He's been fairly serviceable. But uh, that was kind of list. I do like – I do like – did like Zach Thompson. I mentioned him really quickly um, for the uh, for the Cardinals. He does get at Philly this week, which is a which is a tough start. But uh, there's been enough there with, with Thompson. I think he's uh, he's mildly interesting as someone who's who's just kind of showing uh, showing something at the moment. He's pitching really well. His last couple outings, I'm just looking here. Uh, we got uh, 18 strikeouts last three outings over uh, what is that uh, doing the math? 13 innings, only four earned runs. Uh, I think he's uh, just pitching really well. Like the K to walk rate is really good. His last three outings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. Uh, what about relievers? It is a brutal reliever market. This is a year where you need saves. It has just been really tough. Even the trade deadline didn't really open up jobs. I was really excited that uh, I got Carlos Hernandez the week before the trade deadline, and he's been terrible since trade deadline, despite that like, they've given him every chance to keep the job. He actually got a save earlier this week, but it was only because someone got thrown out second base by uh, a great throw by Drew Waters. Um, Jason Foley in Detroit. We talked to him last week. I really liked adding him last week. I thought he was very clearly kind of moving into that role as the guy. He was 87% rostered in the main event though. So if he was available there, like that would have been my top one for sure. Uh, Jojo Romero with uh, Ryan Helsey getting pushed back a little bit in rehab, although it sounds like he's going to be okay, but maybe it might be a little bit longer now. I thought he was interesting. Gallegos has kind of been ant lately. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez again, maybe with, uh, with the Carlos Estevez having another, uh, bump of the road this week. Uh, I mentioned Tanner Scott earlier. I think he's a, a decent bid there. Matt Brash in Seattle, pretty much rostered everywhere now, but he's he's pitching really well. Uh, what did you do with this uh, with this reliever market? If you need saves, what the heck did you do right now? I was excited. I was excited this week. I thought they were great. I thought they were great options. Like, oh, uh, I, I get, tell I, I can't wait to hear this one. No, I, I mean no, the names you listed. Like, I get. Oh, like, okay, they were available in your Yeah, like, irrash- yeah. irrationally excited by like some of these like guys. Like, I think Ronaldo is like great. Uh, I, I think that. Yeah, maybe Estevez maybe gets the next save, but like even if he converts another one or maybe two, I don't think he's you know my personal opinion you know I don't think it's going to last for that long. No, um, Lopez a thirty-one percent strikeout rate this year. Rayla's been great. He's been great. I've always liked him though. I've always had a soft spot for him. So I I think that's pretty ripe um, in terms of like you know being able to kind of get in and, and obviously it might not work, but I liked him. I did have him uh, in the leagues where he was available. I had him below JoJo Romero. Um, it does seem like Romero is like he worked again today in a four run game. Uh, you know, he worked the ninth behind Gallegos again. So, um, really looks like Romero to me looks like he's he's good, the guy. And I, I mean, Helsley has his own, you know, it's not exactly like a, a clean bill of health, uh, you know, from his history, uh, with injuries. So, um, you know, I know it seems like he might be back at, at some point soon, but I could also see. If this goes on for and even longer. the Cardinals have no reason to push him at all, which also helps. I mean, a lot of stuff this last end of the year is like who's in contention, who's not. It's so weird. Like Gallegos, you look at this, like a, he's got a almost a twenty percent strikeout minus walk, and I feel like every time I look him up, he's giving up runs. So it's like clearly just I happen to look, but like it just seems like every clutch spot we're like, all right, now we've got a spot where if he gets this one, he'll be good. But like he have runs his last two outings. I just I don't know. He had that five run outing against Houston that just murdered me. Um, he's been pretty good the last, uh, I don't know, 20 outings or so since that Houston one, but man, I just, I don't know. I have a, I just don't feel great about him. He's been fine, but I, I think that, I think that Romero probably gets the next stop too. I, I agree with you there. Yeah, I think, and they, I mean, he's got in the last 30 days, but like a 2.04 Sierra, 17% swinging strike, 73% first pitch strike. 
really uh really doing some things over there 30 percent k rate with a 1.8 percent walk rate i'm sure they'll come up but like it's not even at 53 percent left on base rate 350 babip like it's not you know nothing's really quite going you know exceptionally well for him so i, I think that uh more importantly, I think the games that he's come in after Gallegos have been really telling. You know? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I added Romero in two of my three leagues, so I, I very much hope that uh, hope you're right because that would be uh, that'd be a nice little uh, last six weeks here if he could hold on to the job again. Helsley's kind of in the mix there too, so that might uh, muck it up a little bit. I think we're at least maybe a couple weeks from that, which would be uh, you know give me a couple weeks of closing. I'll take that right now. Uh, anything else fab wise before we talk into a few players here before we get out of here? Anybody else that uh, you were adding? I think we kind of covered everybody. At least I was looking at. Uh, let me see if there are any more two steps that I thought were going to happen. Um, no, that Bay, was <laughs> Bay, Bay, Bailey. Fa- Bailey Falter's thrown twice. Is he? Are we sure? Uh, yeah, no, I did. Uh, no, that was about that was about the extent of it. I have uh, I have twenty twenty two Bailey Falter scars that I will not get over, so I, I just can't mm. go there. Yeah, I think he yeah. pitched. I think he pitched one out in the last day of the season when I needed him to pitch more than one out. When he started, and I think he threw. I think he threw a third of an inning. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at Kyle. I looked. I mean, I I went through everything. Kyle Muller, Tuki Toussaint. I was just like, I gotta have more self respect than that. So I, Toussaint I, is mileage because he has a lot of strikeouts. Like if you're at a spot where your ratios are great or your ratios are dumped, it doesn't matter. But you need strikeouts. Like I think Toussaint uh, for two starts um, will be something. He's like a twenty four percent strikeout. Right? I think that he's someone that will uh, can help you out in terms of strikeouts. If you're like pushing one category, I think Toussaint's playable, but only if you're pushing that one category. Yeah, I almost did it. I almost did it, but uh, yeah. I, I don't want to show uh, short Bailey Falter. He, he did put a full inning the last day of the season, so I appreciate oh. appreciate the full inning. Uh, grand total of zero strikeouts and two hits. So a, a two-whip and zero strikeouts was uh, precisely what I needed late in the season. That was an <laughs> e- excellent work by Mr. Falter. <laughs> and I remember the six earned, the six earned runs on uh, on September 24th, too. That was fun. Um, mm. Let's talk about some players. Uh, real quick, Moogie Betts. I mentioned I was at the game last night. Dude hit two more bombs. Uh, Mookie's having an awesome season. I feel like he was kind of like the forgotten late first round pick. Is like, oh, if everybody goes, I'll just take Mookie. 34 home runs already this year, only 117 games. Like last year at 35, career high, and he's going to fly by that. Hit 298, hard hit rates at uh, almost a career high. Barrel rate is at a career high. Um, dude's just awesome. I, I love Mookie Betts, one of my favorite players. He's 30. My question for you is where the heck does he go in a 2024 first round draft right now? Where he always goes, kind of towards the back of the first round. You don't think yeah. he moves up uh, at all? You guys kind of sticks in that spot. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, the steals aren't. I mean, it's like eight steals. He tried to steal home the other day. Uh, you know, I, I was like, let's just focus on like second. You know, for now. Um, but like eight steals, right? You know, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm not sure. I think you know how the the, the kind of fancy baseball community is. Like, I, I think if that becomes what it is, and and even when Trout was kind of starting to be like below ten. Um, below, you know, sub single digit steals. Below like the 10 key. game, below 10 games played. <laughs> yeah. um, exactly. he's, he's, he's close. He's close to coming back like every week. I'm like, oh, he's close. I'm like, oh, please. I, I'm worried he's going to shut it. He's shut it down before. I just hope he doesn't shut it down. I'd like to see Trout play the rest of the year, but it's, uh, yeah, it's been a frustrating year, a few years of Mike Trout. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, I, what do you think? What do you, I mean, I, you might take him a little higher, but like six, seven? Like No, probably... I just, I don't think he gets there. I think I agree with you. I think he'll be like the the guy, if you need an offensive player that with an awesome floor, like 10 to 14, like somewhere in there. I think he's kind of where he's going to go. You know, he'll be in his 30s. Someone, everybody will bring up the fact he hasn't stolen more than 12 bases in four years. So I think he's, uh, I think I kind of agree. I think he's kind of the right spot, but man, he's just, he's got 101 runs already. He's got 86 RBI. He's going to go like 
I don't know what is that going to be like 120, 120, 100? Like he's going to have 220 runs in RBIs, get 40 home runs. Like, I mean, what are we talking about? That's a freaking stud. And he's hitting 300. Yeah. Uh, he's amazing. He's on, yeah, he's on my, uh, that, that's neat. That, that, like did, you, did you see the story of uh, the guy sitting first row who named his kid middle name Mookie? I did. I did. Yeah. Awesome. I love that he's on the phone and Mookie was like, don't do that. Your wife, wife's going to kill you if you name your kid Mookie. And he's like, no, she's on the phone with me right now. It's pretty funny. But uh, speaking of uh, guys who've been really good since the All-Star break, uh, Freddie Peralta, I was like uh, kind of flipping through stats. Uh, he's tied with Spencer Strider for the most strikeouts since the All-Star break with 61, 2.3 ERA. I feel like he's uh, the first half was a little bit up and down, but man, this guy's been absolutely on fire in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, I don't have any in the, the redraft leagues. I got them in a couple DCs, but it's kind of just always a question because he had like a few years, right? Whereas like maybe three of the last four, like shoulder issues, you know, yeah. like just that question of like, can he stand up to like a, you know, a full season's workload? And, you know, I mean, the skills are ridiculous right now, especially they're, they're getting better. Um, I don't know how I'm going to feel like is one good year, you know, or staying healthy for one full year. Is that enough to be like, okay, he's fine now. Um, probably at some point, but I don't know uh, where he is going to go and like how much I'll be willing to pay. Yeah. It's Would. tough. Cause I mean, I think the shoulder thing is the issue too, but man, he is, when he's good, he's really good. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, if he's not feeling well, I feel like he always, then he, that's when he struggles and the, and the ERA is still in the high threes, even with this, uh, with this run right now, but man, 30% strikeout rate, 14 percent swing strike rate. Uh, Fun to watch, and, and when he's on a roll, there's very few guys I like watching pitch more than more than Peralta. We mentioned Mookie Betts with the first round offensive picks. Uh, there was a lot of chatter uh, in the preseason that uh, that Bobby Witt was the worst first round pick in the draft. Uh, I uh, I was not taking him where he went. I was a little worried about uh, lack of hard contact, batting average. Um, I liked him, but just not where he went. I think he was like when we first started talking about, it, he was like eighth overall in the uh, in the in the in the ADP, and he kind of fell a little bit. Maybe he's like ten or eleven. Uh, 24 home runs, 36 stolen bases, hitting 280, hard hit rates of 44%, bail rates up 3%, 11 and a half percent. Um, he has, uh, anybody who decided to take him in the first round, he has been a, uh, he's been a huge score. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's only going to get, uh, up from there, right? Top five, right? Next year, six, seven. Gotta be well, pretty close, be- right? I mean, if he goes 30, 40, like, uh, I know it's not, uh, Ronald Acuna numbers, but geez, 30, 40 is a crazy season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been amazing. I did not get, I wasn't necessarily opposed, but yeah, it's kind of the same thing towards the back. Just didn't quite, I got Freeman in one spot, got Bichette and then got bets in one spot, but yeah. That, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing, right? Those have all worked. I mean, I know Bichette, I got hurt, but those have all worked out pretty darn well too. Yeah. Uh, you had a Cole in there too, didn't you? In Vegas? Uh, Cole was at six. Yeah. Cole was at six. Yeah. I did Cole Devers, um, Tay Oscar, my boy that I, I was so sure was going to have he, a great, great year. I had five hits the other night. Yeah, 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 he's he's at, and hits the barrel rates up. It's it's he's fine. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he was over five hundred for the week. I think he had a pretty uh, pretty darn good week. Um, yeah, I mean, Witt's been fun. You could actually see the improvements with too, which is really nice. I mean, he's down to his strikeout rates under nineteen percent. Like he's actually made steps. He's never going to be a big walk guy, but hitting the ball harder, striking out less. Like I mean, you talk about combos that you want for a guy improving his second year, and it's it's kind of all that right there. Uh, you mentioned Nico Horner. One more guy I want to ask you about before we get a few news notes before we get out of here. Uh, what do you do with someone, uh, Kodai Senga next year? It's uh, I feel like there's been a lot of up and downs. There's some starts where you're like, oh my gosh, this guy is nasty. Then you're like, there's some starts where this guy can't find the plate. What do I do with this guy? Do I start him next week? Um, 2.93 ERA since the break, 3.19 on the season. The whip's a little high, just so the walk's 1.25. Uh, how do you feel about Senga kind of you know, finishing up his first year as we go into uh, in the next season? 
I like them. I like them. I don't know exactly, you know, I haven't kind of gone through that analysis of like between who, right? But like, yeah, I think right. that that kind of adjustment period for kind of just anybody anywhere going, you know, in the majors for, for a year, I think this is uh, showing the improvement. I, I, I'm, I think I could see myself liking him. Yeah. Yeah, he's gotten better in the second half, which you uh, which you like to see. I'm just looking at some of the numbers here. You know, the ERA is down under three in the second half. He's been uh, the strikeouts are still there, 41 in in 40 innings, uh, a little bit down from what it was in the second half or in the first half. Sorry, it looks like maybe he's adjusting a little bit and kind of trying to figure stuff out uh, as we get here. But uh, you know, the walk rate is the walk rate significantly down in the second half, which is really key. It was 4.7 walks per nine in the first half, 3.1 in the in the in the, in the second half now. So. Sorry, 4.7 in the first half. So I think you can see the adjustments. You can see the, I'm going to cut the walks. Maybe the strike has to come down a little bit. I feel like he's just a little more in control in the second half here. Yep, yep. I like him. few news and notes before we jump out of here. Uh, Vlad Guerrero left the game this afternoon with some finger discomfort. It was weird. He kind of looked at it, and they left him in the game, and they took him out. They were way up in that game, I believe, if I'm right. Yeah, they were up. They won 10-3. to 3. So I'm hoping that was precautionary. Toronto doesn't play tomorrow, which sucks because we have to. If you gotta, you gotta start. You probably gotta figure out who you're gonna start instead. But uh, they uh, they're at Baltimore, which really helps. This is a really big series for the uh, for the Jays. They need to get some wins. Uh, you know, playing against the first place team here. Um, so I think he's gonna be all right. But that's one that like I hope I have someone else uh, that has Monday off so I can decide when the lineups come out on Tuesday. Yep, I got him in, the, in a, a spot as well. I'm hoping precautionary. Yeah, I, I kind of felt it was, especially because he's saying again the first time. There's been no like talks of like any X-rays or anything like that, so I think he's okay. probably fine. Uh, Emerson Hancock in Seattle uh, left to start early on Saturday with a right shoulder strain. Uh, oh, mostly interesting here because they were like they had moved to six man, and suddenly that's kind of out the window again now. Uh, makes Luis Castillo a two-star pitcher this week. Um, definitely puts Brian Wu back in the rotation this week uh, Wednesday against Chicago. Um, it's funny how, you know, we're always worried about what's going to happen when, you know, everybody's back healthy and, and there's never a time where he's back healthy. It seems like always there's someone hurt, but uh, yeah, Castillo getting two starts this weekend. He gets, he gets Kansas city on the weekend. That should be uh that should be a nice boost for him when he's against, uh, against only one star previously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see Mike Trout. We mentioned very close, not much there. Uh, Kyle Tucker missed the weekend with an illness. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be fine. Uh, Michael Harris scratched with a shin contusion on Tuesday on Sunday. He's been really good. But he says he's going to be fine. He actually said he's going to play today. Uh, talk to me about uh, someone that's important to you, Tristan Casas. Uh, what do you have on his uh, – do, <laughs> do you have any word from his dentist on how he's doing? Yeah, I've been reading up on my, uh, my, dental, uh, my dental books here. Have you, uh, how many times have you Googled Tristan Casas this weekend? A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah research on YouTube videos. You video sent on- me like four articles on it, and I assumed you, uh, you held back not sending me everything. I don't even out. know what it means to drain a tooth. Like, Doesn't I, sound I get- fun. No, it does not. I've had um, a lot of tooth work done. I've had I broke my tooth right here playing basketball. Don't ever do that, by the way. It's a horrible experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it took like a year to like get an implant. Trust me, it's a horrible experience. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I ever had my tooth drained at that point, even for that. Man, uh, it sounds painful. I don't know what the recovery time is. I'm not sure if uh, Derek Rhodes has like a you know visual uh, for this, but <laughs> I'm hoping it sounded like he's gonna get checked out tomorrow, and like as long as everything kind of checks out, he'll be in the lineup for. He's- He's he's gonna play tomorrow. I think that uh, I think it's just kind of a a pain management. He's just kind of I'm sure he just feels like crap today. But uh, sounds like he was kind of close today. Um, he has been someone that has been really good after that like first six weeks when he kind of struggled. That he got some he got dropped in some main events. I actually bid on him in a main event. I was really hoping to get him. I got outbid. Uh, but he's up twenty home runs. Uh, hard hit rates huge. Barrel rates over fourteen percent. Um, he's someone that uh, has proved that uh, you know it's not just the not just the walks with him. He can actually hit too. Yep. And then I don't know if you followed like uh, the last couple weeks he's been playing against lefties. So yeah. I was just pretty much every day in there. And uh, yeah, it's been huge for him. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's someone that's going to fly up draft boards next year. You're going to see him as a really, really popular pick. I think a lot of people are going to like him next year. Uh, Michael Garcia in Kansas City missed the weekend with a rib inflammation, although he pinch hit today, which I think is a really good sign. The fact that uh, they probably don't think he's going to the alley. say it's not serious, but uh, I did like to see him pinch hit. As, as someone who needs some stolen bases from, uh, from the Royals leadoff hitter, that was nice. Um, some Giants news, uh, Brandon Crawford in the aisle with a forearm strain. I know that's really disappointing to everybody that's playing him in fantasy leagues because he's just, just a, <laughs> such a helper there. Lamont Wade missed Sunday with a lat cramp. Uh, it was versus a lefty too, though, so he might not have played anyway. Um, sounds like he's going to be all right, but that's another one to, to check the start of the week. Uh, Brian, any other things in your mind uh, news-wise? Do you have any other, any other dental updates for us or anything? <laughs> no, I'm still on tilt with the Johnny Cueto thing, but other than that uh... – <laughs> I, whenever you're on, I, I usually put you until at least once in the middle of every podcast. So I'm really glad that I didn't I didn't lose that tradition because I, lo- I love to do that. Uh, oh man, it's classic. I had the rotowire grid up, you know, from the, like the, all the day, and I kind of I think yeah. I pulled it up even like shortly before our call, and then I'm like, what is Scott? Scott is delusional again, and I refreshed well, yeah, it. You, and I mean, all of a sudden, you, usually you just assume I'm wrong, so that's that's a fair. Assumption. It's a pretty that's yeah. Good. Odds yeah. are it's a it's a plus uh plus EV yeah. assumption. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, but yeah, so maybe good. you can go go back and ask Greg if you pick up Ryan Weathers instead. That might work. No, that's right, that's right. Uh, but no, I, man, I, are they you, actually just throwing him against the Padres, and it's in San Diego. Like it seems like that's might be why they're throwing him, which is kind of wild. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I was shocked. I was shocked to even learn <laughs> who I thought was on the Padres up until five minutes ago. So yeah, that uh, life comes at you fast. One last comment, chat. Paul Spore mentioned, you know, Casas and, and Torkelson really show how long the season is. I my, we mentioned Michael Harris earlier. Like, it, the baseball season is so long. Michael Harris was like the biggest bust ever the first six weeks, and now he's hitting like two ninety and and looks really good. And now he's hitting second with with Albies out. So it, baseball season is so freaking long, and I forget it every April when I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait draft for these guys who are horrible, or I'm going to drop them all, or I'm going to pick this guy up. It's just baseball season is super long. We probably forgot that in 2020 we had that short season. I think we kind of forgot like how long seasons are. It's uh. It's fun because it's long, but it's also tough. But it, it makes it uh, – it's it's the best challenge in, in fantasy sports, and that's why. I think so. And I like this part of the year where it's like, you know, uh, good guys get you know hurt. Like we lost Joe Musgrove a couple weeks ago. It's just like, all right, you're, you're, it's eight weeks. It's like you're playing a two-week – one week yep. to two-week game, you know. Like if this, these guys aren't back, it's like it's time and to who, – And who you drop is completely different too. Like last week, I, Jonathan India was like, he's not going to do anything for two weeks. I'm like, I'm dropping. I'm like, it's just probably going to be four weeks, and I'm just not holding for two and a half weeks of Jonathan India. Maybe, maybe like a – stud i would but for the most part like anybody that's out multiple weeks like kind of becomes uh really tough to hold on to at this point yeah absolutely well more than anything uh good luck these last six weeks uh hopefully you'll uh, i'm sure you'll stay in touch i know that uh and there were a time or two uh might be underplaying it that i vented to you last season so uh, feel uh-huh. free to uh feel free to yell at me if uh if you have any sort of chase anderson moments you can feel free to yell at me because i think i uh i think i uh, i think i yelled about chase anderson in the dms to you uh for for a couple hours that uh the uh the double rain out game with him and uh who's the pirates pitcher uh ronzi contreras uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I had yeah. both needed strikeouts had both guys and they right. got a rain delay That's and they right. both left the game in the first that inning. That was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. This is tough all... to, uh, tough to top that, especially in like September when it's also so freaking rain. Yeah. Yeah. But this is that is the, familiar. that's the fun of the baseball season. Fantasy baseball is the best, the best uh, fantasy game out there for the money. I think, and I'll, I'll always maintain it. It's just the season's so long. You have to be skilled and, and really stay focused the whole year. So more than anything, good luck to you. I know that I mentioned that uh, I, I like the people that are in the top three, but obviously uh I am rooting hard for you. I'd really love to see you uh, win one in that. You guys deserve it. You guys have been uh, really, really good for many, many years. So it'd be a very deserving winner. So I, I hope I hope it goes really well. And uh, I told you a couple weeks ago that I'm kind of forgetting my teams. I'm just rooting for rooting for who's on your team. And every time, every time Corey Seager homers, I get happy. 
That's right. Corey Seager, Mookie Betts. Let's do it. Do you have you have Betts too on that team? Yeah, Betts and Seager. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I love it. Yeah. That's, uh, so. Uh, but uh, th- th- and thanks for jumping on. I know you got, I know you're busy. You got stuff to do. You got family going on. You got, uh, you're trying to do fab and make set your lap. So I appreciate you jumping on, filling in for Jeff. Any final words you have for uh, everybody that, uh, that loves you out there? No, I mean, we made it through the hurricane. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to like jump to conclusions that we made it through the actual hurricane, but you and I in this, podcast we made it made through, through the no power outage in the hurricane, which is like, That's I, right. I, it was my only really, uh, my only really hope uh, that this podcast we, we both keep power, and apparently we did, which is, uh, which is really good. Yeah, let's fingers crossed. No more earthquakes today. No more. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just like just really trying to hang on. I man. could. I saw that update with the earthquake, and I was like, I'm sure they mean hurricane, right? And then I'm like, oh, there was actually an earthquake today. Also, I was like, I just it's a it's a Sunday in LA. It's one of the better kept secrets about tropical storms and hurricanes that they come with earthquakes, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it was. Uh, I was like, all right, I give up on this day. I'm just gonna go work on Fab. I'm sure nothing bad will happen there. So for sure. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for jumping on. I appreciate Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you want to rate or review the podcast, that'd be great also. Other than that, uh, Jeff will be back uh, next Sunday, I believe. We'll be back actually talking more baseball. Hope you guys have a really good week. Hope you guys have a really good fantasy week. Hope you start moving up those standings here as we uh, get towards the uh, end of the season. Uh, take care. We'll talk at you next, next Sunday. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.